We are back on the KYMN Morning Show. Joining us uh, by phone from the state capitol on a, on a busy morning, we have State Representative Christy Purcell. Uh, good morning, Representative Purcell. Thank you so much for taking some time and being with us. Sure thing. Good morning. Now Glad you, to be here. You're up at the capitol already. Did you stay there overnight or you, did you drive up early? No, we have some snow. Because of the snow days last week, um, we have some makeup uh, well, I had some makeup evening committees this week, and then there's a makeup uh, committee meeting this morning yet for education finance. So it's, it hopefully we'll get kind of back to a normal schedule next week. <laughs> hopefully, you know, that uh, you don't really take into consideration all the things that get canceled or postponed. But soon you'll be running up against some deadlines. I would imagine those committees really need to, to, to get meeting and get some stuff done. That's right. That's right, and that's why the committee chairs um, were given some leeway this week to, to schedule extra sessions, and our first deadline is a week from today, so um, I know the, the chairs have to manage that in a way that I don't fully understand yet. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, the big news out of the uh, the Capitol and the legislature this week was the uh, was an economic forecast where the uh, budget surplus yes. uh, that came out about the same as we had expected, something like $17.5 billion. Uh, let's take a look at that uh, e- economic forecast. Have you seen how that's going to affect what you're doing in the legislature yet? We so a couple things. Um, there were there were some um, press conferences and some committee hearings where they talked more about that. There are committees I'm not on and and briefings I couldn't go to. So over the weekend, I'm hoping that I can watch those on YouTube um, to get kind of caught up. I know that um, from those numbers, then the uh, committee chairs will get assigned targets. So then it will be like, okay, for your area, you know, here's what your budget is. So I know that these numbers were were crucial in that next step um, of then the, the target setting. And uh, one thing I'll say about the, the budget forecast, so it, it remained pretty steady because we passed legislation that says that we have to take inflation into account. When doing these budget forecasts, we were the only state that didn't do that. It was a little bit of a, a trickery uh, to, to make it look like we had more money than we did that uh, went on the books a couple decades ago. So now we're realigned with how my nonprofit budgeted, how most people budget, um, looking at the real cost of things. Mm-hmm. So if we would not have, that surplus would have gone up to like $19 billion, but because we know the spending power um, – is not the same because things are costing more. So the the number came out very similar to last time, um, which we think is a more accurate picture of what's going on. Okay, uh, Representative Christy Purcell with us now. Uh, last night uh, you, you had mentioned uh, that uh, you, you've been busy doing stuff. The, the Pathway Home Act was passed by the uh, legislature. Uh, what, what is that and, and what does it uh, aim to accomplish? Yes. So um, on the House floor, so I'm not in uh, our housing committee. Um, I'm, I'm trying to to pay attention to these things, um, but the the uh, thing that we passed off the House floor um, is called Pathway Home Act, and 
it's basically trying to begin to address the homelessness epidemic that we have in our state. Um, there were some some great speeches on the House floor um, from Representative Heather Keeler, who represents the Moorhead area, and she talked about how it was like 40 or 50 percent of of folks who don't have stable housing or are unhoused are in rural or in greater Minnesota and how the best way to prevent kind of the encampments and the things that get a lot more press in Minneapolis and St. Paul um, is actually to house people in the communities where they already are. But, you know, if if in, in their communities in greater Minnesota don't have that infrastructure, then folks might go more towards you know, our biggest metropolitan area. So, um, so it's, it, it is, uh, you know, not gonna, not gonna solve homelessness, but certainly um, dedicating funds and emergency services for transitional housing and service programs, outreach and, and figuring out a way to get kind of these wraparound services for folks who, if you're unhoused, there's probably a lot of other stuff going on in your life. Mm-hmm. too. Uh, Christy Purcell, once again with us. Let's uh, let's move on to uh, uh, the Agriculture uh, Committee. You are, uh, of course, on that. You're the co-chair, our vice chair, I should say, of the Agriculture yeah. Committee. What have you been working on this week? Um, gosh, I had three bills up this week, um, partially for making up from from last week. Uh, but the first two bills that, that we heard this week, one is that um, we're seeing carbon contracts coming to farmers in Minnesota for them to do soil healthy practices to sequester carbon. Um, There's, you know, big corporations or municipalities who are wanting to pay farmers for those practices. And sometimes we were seeing in those contracts, there was a, um, like a DAG clause that said that the farmers couldn't share with each other about what kind of, uh, what the terms of the contract was, specifically how much they were getting paid to do that. And uh, we just thought that that is not right. So um, the the piece of legislation that I carried that was unanimous support out of the Ag Committee, which was um, that Minnesota law supersedes if there's some fine print on the contract that says, and you can't talk about what we're paying you, that's garbage. Um, we think that farmers should be able to talk to each other um, and it's a little bit of a wild west for the carbon contracts out there. So this is kind of a, a security measure to make sure that farmers can um, can can freely discuss those terms. Mm. Um, the second bill that I brought up right after that was um, an increase in funding for our soil health programs that go through the Department of Agriculture. Um, also, broad bipartisan support there to pay farmers to do the right thing for the soil because that benefits all of us. That, that helps our water be cleaner in our wells and in our rivers, lakes, and streams, um, building up that soil organic matter and sequestering carbon. So that was, um, gosh, Tuesday, I think. And then we had a Wednesday evening committee hearing on, uh, I presented a farm to school bill. So one of our uh, local farmers from Open Hands Farm, Ben Doherty, from uh, uh, who he and Aaron grow a lot of carrots for Minneapolis public schools and other farm to school programs. Um, he made the trek up to the Capitol to talk about the program and how uh, it's 
help their farm grow in size and also, you know, provided local healthy food for our kids. So that was really great to have to have been up there. And there was a, a, a coordinator um, in the Litchfield area, um, and she came. She had to drive four hours round trip um, to be able to testify to talk about um, coordinating, getting as much local produce and dairy and uh, meat into local school lunches and how that benefits everybody. It benefits the community, benefits the kids' health, and the farmers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, now these all uh, all these bills were introduced. Where do they go to from here? Are you optimistic that they'll make it to the uh, to the floor? Um, it seems like these three bills in agriculture specifically, because they're so um, focused in agriculture. I don't think they have any other committee stops, mm-hmm. and the idea is that they um, could be included in an omnibus bill. So again, once we get those target numbers for how big the ag budget can be, um, then the chair will get to decide kind of, you know, how much money goes to which programs and projects um, for the biennium. And so these are all sort of to, to be potentially included. And something like the, the carbon contract doesn't have any fiscal or financial impact. So hopefully that's an easy thing to include in sort of the final um, the final legislation. All right. Uh, once again, Christy Purcell with us. Uh, what uh, what else have you been working on this week? Oh, gosh. I mean, last night also on the House floor, uh, we passed some legislation around price gouging, um, of, of being that says that uh, we can't do that. <laughs> um, uh, anti-price gouging. Um, let's see what else there was. Of- now that sounds interesting. That whole anti-price gouging. You know, I look at uh, the uh, the cost of some things, <laughs> in particular yep. gas and medication. Uh, yep. are, are those targeted at uh, certain industries or? Yeah. So this is um, it's a, a law that prevents um, unconscionable price gouging during emergency times, such as a pandemic. Um, of course, which is uh, still very clear in our minds, or a natural disaster. So it is sort of like the trying to protect Minnesotans, like in times of crisis. And I think we remember the 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 panicked toilet paper shopping that happened early in the pandemic. <laughs> um, and this is pretty broadly uh, like thirty six or thirty seven other states also have similar similar things on the books that just holds corporations accountable for in moments of crisis and panic to not be able to sort of take advantage of oh. folks. All so, right. Well, yeah. well, good luck getting that one through. I, that sounds like uh, something we can all agree on. Uh, yeah. What, uh, what uh, are we looking forward to next week? I mean, we're into March. Uh, and of course, this is the, uh, today's Friday, but give us a preview. Anything big coming up next week? Yes, so we just learned that um, Monday for the House our floor session, um, we'll be looking at the bonding proposals that the House has put forward. Um, so Northfield specifically has a project in there, which is some funding for the Milltowns Trail, the um, kind of the, the next section of the Milltowns Trail. So I imagine that uh, 
our discussion on the House floor, there, there will be some kind of deeper dives into each of the individual projects that are in that proposal. Now, bonding is different in that instead of passing with a simple majority, um, needs to pass with a three-fifths majority. So I don't quite understand what that process is or um, if, if the bills do or don't pass and have to be sort of like rejiggered. Uh, but I will learn a lot on Monday evening about that, about that process, but happy to be an advocate for um, the needs of the city of Northfield in that way. Yeah, baptism of fire there. This the first year yes, of the legislative that's, session. Uh, that's what these 20 weeks are all about as far as I can tell. Yeah, and you have... Uh, so many of your colleagues, uh, both in the House and in the Senate, uh, are brand new as well. So it's a it's a different, mm-hmm. uh, probably a different vibe coming from the legislature than maybe we've seen in the past. Well, and I think, too, there were quite a number of folks who came in for the first time two years ago, but predominantly participated remotely. So there's just, even though they have legislated, there are just some logistics that are quite different for them as well about mm-hmm. doing things in person. So um, we're we're all uh, trying to learn as quickly as we can, but it certainly has been quite the education these uh, first nine weeks anyway. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Christy, thank you so much for joining us. We'll let you go and get, uh, I know you've got a very busy day, and hopefully you'll be able to uh, get a little R&R over the weekend, maybe some family time over the weekend. Yes. That's the hope. Well, thank you so much, Jeff, and uh, we'll we'll check in again this time next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Christy. Thank you. State Representative Christy Purcell from District 20, or excuse me, 58A.